Good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on what part of the world you are in. I would like to introduce everybody to the Lewis S. Black Show. Tonight's topic, psych. Now that's what I would sound like if I had conformed to what a certain woman wants me to act and sound like. And when I say that, I'm not talking about any women that I know. But I'm just giving you an example of what you brothers sound like when you conform 
and switch up your whole swag just in the name of trying to impress a woman. So let's do that again. Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy Lewis Says Black coming to you with another podcast. Today's topic, do not let a woman define your manhood. I'm going to repeat that because that one's a little deep, so I want that to sink in. Fellas, do not let a woman define your manhood. The inspiration from this topic came very organically. I happened to be on Facebook and I'm a part of a lot of different groups. And I started to notice a trend in different relationship groups. I'm not in there looking for anybody, but I like to just chime in on the different subjects and go back and forth and debate or agree with people. And I noticed a trend where on all of these groups, you've got women that aren't married that are talking about what men should be doing on a level that is really for when you have marriage tokens like they're wanting boyfriends to do husband type of shit so I see a lot of topics where they're talking about what bills should the man be paying and what bills should the woman be paying but we're not talking about husband and wife we're talking about two folks shacking up or it'll be would you get ladies would you get with a man that doesn't know how to mow grass and take out trash and fix stuff and yada 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 that caused a lot of controversy but the one that really burnt my biscuits when I say burnt my biscuits I'm not talking about a little bit of black on the bottom you can scrape that off and keep it pushing I'm talking about burnt like it looks like a piece of charcoal. It's so hard that you can throw it at somebody as a weapon and or just throw it away. What burnt my biscuits to a crisp was I saw a post from a female, of course, saying there's real men out there, but men just don't know how to act like men. And I said, wow. I said, damn, so many words in the English language where we can literally clean up our statements without offending somebody. Like not there's real men out there, but they're kind of hard to find because a lot of or because the majority are even realistically saying there's some men that don't act like men and you got to get around that. Just men don't act like men. Before we get knee deep into this shit, I'm going to let y'all know something, fellas. You have to realize something. Even though women are serial daters, and a serial dater is someone that just dates for the love of dating, and for some reason, they don't know how to lock in on something. They get bored very quickly. They get turned off very quickly. And this is someone that is just constantly on the move. They're constantly out hanging out with somebody and they're constantly getting turned on during the first or second date. It's usually over something that the brother said during casual conversation while they're waiting for a meal that this brother is getting ready to pay for anyways. And it's on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. These are the ones that wind up being 40 years old and not married 
not because they happen to be in a relationship with someone and that brother just isn't able to pull the trigger yet for reasons of getting a ring or for reasons of them maybe getting some of their shit together. These are the ones that are just out there constantly dating and haven't even given themselves enough time to be in a serious relationship. Watch out for those. Those are the ones that have very strong opinions about men and how they roll and they have a lot of generalizations and what justifies it to them is they feel like they have enough experience being around women because let it be known even if you're in a big city they done been on a date or two with half the niggas in your city and they done slept and out of the half of the niggas in your city they done maybe slept with maybe a third of them so they feel like they really have the expertise on men in the world because they've dealt with so many. And their whole view is thwarted because they never took themselves serious enough to be serious with somebody, to lock in and really be around a man past the superficial level. To know a man is to be past being around a man when he's at a restaurant or when he's taking you bowling or taking you on a walk through the park which some of them probably don't even want to do that because they don't even consider it a date unless you sat down and you spent some money and more than likely nine times out of ten that means you either fed them or you took them to a movie to see something that they haven't seen before another type of woman that has very strong opinions about men and they are a little bit worse because they really don't have the expertise it's the ones that have wasted their good golden years their good prime years because as a black woman since black don't since good black don't crack a black woman can be in her prime from 18 to about 45 depending on how she's looking and how she's carrying herself if she's carrying herself and she's just being all of the dime she can be between ages uh, 18 to 45, that's the prime years. And I'm being very generous because I ain't trying to be funny, ladies, before you ever come to attack Lewis as Black. There's some brothers out here with podcasts and YouTube shows and all that where they say your prime is 18 to 25. Um, I'm talking about they're giving you, you sisters basically stripper years. 18 to 25 because after 25 you start to get you know you start to become looked at as the senior citizen in the strip club I'm being generous on just a level of you know looking good and personality and just overall package between 18 to 45 but what happens is they waste those good prime years in two or three different long-term relationships that didn't work out for whatever reason. And of course, leave it up to the woman. It's going to be the brother's fault that the relationship was fucked up and toxic, which we're going to do 50-50 flip of a coin. Sometimes it really was the brother fucking up for whatever reason, and sometimes it was certain things that she was doing. So those are the two types of women that are going to have generalizations on men. And with the latter that I just got done speaking of, what's bad about her is she doesn't have enough time in the field. 
to talk about men because all she's done is dealt with about two or three different brothers for a very long ass time. And when you deal with someone for a very long time, you wind up learning their quirks, their goods, their bads. Damn near, even if this person is unpredictable, it gets to the point where you know when they finna be unpredictable. You know when they're gonna say this. You know when they're gonna do that. You know how they're gonna react to this. You know how you're gonna react to that. And they take those two or three brothers and they think that that represents every brother out there. Which is they fail to realize that even though we are simple creatures, we are still complex. There's actually different types of men out here. There's different personality sets. And we're not just talking about alpha and beta because that's a show that I'll probably never get into because alpha and beta is a mindset. And you can go from being a beta male one day to being an alpha male one day. And all it takes is for you to just wake up and get your mind readjusted to a certain way of thinking and vice versa. You can be on some alpha male shit and you can quickly turn beta. One of the best examples of alpha male turned beta is the movie Boomerang. In the beginning of the movie, Eddie was on his shit, alpha male. First things first, he was keeping himself sharp. Second thing is he was going up in that job and he was kicking ass and he was taking names later and he had his picks and chews when it came to women and he was on top of it. Then we all know that Robin Givens got to him. He got in his feelings and he started doing some real beta male, weak ass shit. Even when he got with Ollie Berry, he started being very indecisive and not knowing what to do or when to do it and how to do it. And before you know it, he was on some simp shit. Simping ain't easy. Be looking for that episode. I'm going to be doing a podcast about how simping ain't easy. The whole point to be made is this. Do not let any of them tell you what it's like to be a man. Because what women do, and I'm not coming down on women, I'm just speaking on female nature so that brothers can understand female nature. A woman defines your manhood on the things you do around her and the things you do for her or lack thereof. For instance, If you're sitting up here and you're being a very big provider and you're being a protector and you're being her emotional backbone or emotional douche rag, depending on the situation, either or, you're doing things like that to a certain woman, she would be like, now that's a real man. To another woman that may not be tripping off all that emotional shit, if you're just coming out of your bag, Whenever she says she needs $50, you give her $150. And you're just constantly throwing money on her. There are some women out here will say, that's a real man. These little boys out here are holding on to their money. It's just money. Fuck it. You can't take it with you. These little boys are stingy. See, Elroy over there, that's a real man. He comes out of that bag, he gives me what I want, and that nigga's on top of his shit because he's still taking care of his. He's still taking care of his crib. He's still taking care of his car. You know, he's still dressing fresh. His kids ain't wanting for nothing, and he's always putting money up in my pocket, and that nigga pays my rent. See, that's a real man. See, the common denominator is it's, it's about what you're doing for the woman. 
And you cannot base your manhood on that. You cannot. Because every woman wants something totally, totally, totally different. And I'm going to break that down in a little bit. One thing that I want to address to my sisters out there, especially with what we're going through right now, especially during the times that we are in right now, we need y'all to kind of pump the brakes a little bit. When I say pump the brakes, no, of course I'm not saying that and expect you to not be a man. Once again, it's not about that. But the negative shit, especially on the internet, because when you put something on the internet, it lives forever. That's why I'm glad that my podcasts are able to be put on the internet. That means my words live forever out there in the hemisphere, if you will. We need y'all to be a little bit more supportive and a little bit more on code. Because I ain't trying to be funny. Of course, I live in a black world. And when I'm on the internet, the internet that I'm on, by the way that I've custom designed it, is a black internet where a few white people hop in here and there and participate. Depending on what site I'm on or whatever. But one thing that I have noticed is I don't see any other race of women dogging they men the way y'all do I don't see white women on the internet like that talking about these guys need to do this and these guys need to do that and these guys need to be real men and all this and that Tommy Lauren got on a rant and did it and as a white woman she even looked very stupid and it was very like why why are you complaining Why? how are you having a hard time yeah, you're about 28, 29 years old, but um, you still got some of your looks about you. Why are you having a hard time? And it came to fruition that the hard time she was having was because of some of her own internal issues. I'm a hardworking woman. I'm a hardworking woman. I'm a hardworking woman. I'm busy. I'm focused on my career. I'm a hardworking woman. And it was kind of like, okay. Now, you, in your particular case, the reason why you're having a hard time is because you're so hardworking and so married to your career, you ain't got time for a man no ways. So a woman like you, a brother, a a man, white man even, he's going to look at you as someone to just smash and dash. If he can finally fit into your busy schedule, he's going to spend that time trying to get into your draws. And then after he does, he's going to put he's going to wipe himself off. He's going to put his britches back on and he's going to become the traveling man. And definitely other races, though, because I expect to see it sometimes with white women because they started the feminist movement. And I'll give them props in America. They were the one group of women that jumped up and said, we're going to start a feminist movement. If y'all are getting paid. 850 to do the job we want to make 850 to do the job anything he can do we can do just as good maybe better depending on the situation they fought for that whole movement they fought to get everything together so that women could be able to vote because this country is so old school and so fucked up and so backwards that yes at one point the only people that could vote were pure blooded white men 
white women couldn't even vote. So I'll give white women the props as far as they fought to get women on an equal playing field. And I get it. And the sisters, y'all fought right alongside them during that feminist movement. But honestly, they played you. They used you so that they could have strength and numbers. But when everything really got popping, they said, oh, as far as the benefits that come from this now, as far as everything that's about to come through, as far as this money that's about to come through, as far as this opportunity that's about to come through, and as far as this equal treatment that is about to come through, um, dibs. And they left y'all hanging. These are the two groups that talk shit. Now, when it comes to the Indian women, the Arab women, for the most part, the Spanish sisters, all these other little groups, African women, it's damn near like they brothers don't play that shit and they don't even try it. They like, oh, me sitting up here and speaking down against the men? Please, are you trying to get me cussed out? Are you trying to get a sister divorced? So I don't get it. And the reason why we need y'all to be a little bit more supportive and kind of like how your parents would say, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, then just don't say nothing at all. And to kind of keep some of that negative shit to yourselves. I'm going to take you into the life of a black man and what he deals with as soon as he walks out the door. As far as what's against him. Now, depending on what hood he lives in, first thing he's got to deal with is other brothers for the most part it's a camaraderie but sometimes you got some conniving niggas that's plotting on you if you're living in the hood you got some conniving niggas that i will say this since we're talking about manhood are not applying to the code of manhood because as a man you should never be begging another man for money as a man, if you ask a man for money, it should be asking, what service can I provide? Can I cut your grass? Can I wash your car? Can I do something so that in return for services rendered, you can pay me? But that begging shit, that's definitely a manhood violation, though. Just let me get a dollar. Let me get a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Brother deals with that while he's going up into the gas station. Boom, step up in the gas station to get something. You're dealing with either the Arabs or the Indians. For the most part, they're not finna fuck with you, but for the most part, it's a very fake relationship. They got no love for you. All they got love for is that money that you're spending. The moment that you're not, the moment that you're up in that store and not spending any money and just standing there looking crazy, they're gonna ask you to get clean the fuck out. All right? It's a transactional thing. Same thing with the Chinese and the Mexicans. It's a, it's a transactional thing. If you're not up in their establishment or up in their vicinity buying something or spending some money or something, they don't want to have nothing to do with you. Now, of course, you know, in certain aspects, you know, you step out there and you got the white man on your neck. He's on your neck. Off the flip. Main one that don't like you. For a lot of obvious reasons. Maybe it's because he thinks he doesn't know if the myth is true and he's wondering about that, maybe feeling inferior about that, maybe feeling inferior about, you know, just your your presence, your masculinity, man. Brothers, you live in your own skin, but you don't realize how much your presence means. You know, what you exemplify, what you exclude. Some people are intimidated by that. Some people fear that. Kind of like when you see a big ass dog, even though that dog is not up on you, 
barking at you and mauling you. It's his presence alone that just does something to you, that just imitates, that just irritates you and imitate and irritates you and intimidates. Sorry about that. It irritates and intimidates you. Now, you got the white woman. That's a double-edged sword because part of it is she does have fantasies about you. True indeed. She wants to know if the myth is true, but also to the same extent of push come to shove. When shit gets funky, she knows who she's going to side with and she will turn against your ass. Shouts out to Emmett Till. And I'm going to just make this very brief as far as my synopsis because you should already know where I'm coming from when I mention these people. The police. Come on now. Do I got to give a spiel about that? So you're dealing with them. You're, you're paranoid every time they pass by you. The media. Especially if you're a black male celebrity. The media's got it for you. So you deal with all this. And you fight the world. You fight the world while you're out getting your bread and butter. Then you finally come home. And now the sisters is on your ass. The sisters on your ass because either A, you're not doing enough. Or B, you're doing too much and you're not spending enough time with her. See, some of you brothers ain't got no job. So when you come home from trying to grind, trying to hustle or trying to find a job or whatever, especially depending on how long you've been without a job, if you ever had one or whatever the case is, she's coming at you and rightfully so about how you're not doing enough. And you may or may not get that support or that assistance or her trying to plug you at her job. Although most sisters will try to plug you at their job, you know, and sometimes they run and they be dealing with shiftless brothers that would turn that down for whatever reason. And then that turns into the cycle that I talked about earlier, where after dealing with that bum ass dude for so long, they start thinking that all men operate like that. So if you're not doing enough, step it up. But then here's what I sympathize with when you're doing, when they complain about you doing too much, you're working 60, 80 hours a week. You don't spend no time with me. You don't spend no time with me. You don't spend no time with me. But let it be up to a woman when you ask nine out of 10 women the definition of a man, they're going to bring up being a provider. So you're being a provider, but you're not providing enough time. And you know what's crazy? <laughs> They'll cheat on your hardworking ass with the brother I mentioned before. You know, the one that's out all day. Maybe trying to look for a job or really just playing around in the streets. And he's got all the time in the world to just literally and figuratively dick around. That's a cold game, but that's a whole nother episode within itself. So that's why I said you do not let a woman define your manhood. Because if a woman could build the perfect man, a lot of brothers would not match up to every single criteria. If a woman had 20 things to pick, personality-wise and persona-wise and all that, and could create the perfect man, a lot of brothers would meet about maybe 10 to maybe 12, at best maybe 15 qualities, but they would be lacking about five of those qualities, and let that be the reason he would be a deal-breaker. 
you know, a woman's perfect man would fuck around and be six foot three with a whole bunch of muscles and a whole bunch of tattoos, but the tattoos aren't visible because he's able to work successfully in corporate America, but he has the personality of a thug. You know, he is a straight thug ass, gangsta ass nigga, but he knows how to be a thug ass nigga in the hood, but he knows how to be cool and prim and proper enough to navigate through corporate America and he used to sell dope but he gave that life up when he met her and now he straightened up and flew right but she knows that he can always go back to slanging whenever and of course he's going to be hung like a horse and he's going to be someone that is not afraid to cuss but he doesn't curse and he's a bible thumping Christian But he's not a holy roller and he's not in church all the time. But when he does go to church, he knows how to dress up in a suit and look real nice or whatever. And of course, he's going to be perfect in bed. And of course, he's going to be strong yet sensitive. So he's going to be the type to listen to her problems, but also he's intriguing enough to ignore her. He's the type to let her get her way, but he's also the type to be able to put her in check. And see, life doesn't always roll like that. Life is about a balance. Most people by nature are just balanced. They're in between all of this extreme shit that I mentioned. So you're never going to be the perfect man for any woman. And that does not validate your manhood. Being some woman's perfect man does not validate you. Because if you do wind up being the perfect man for one woman, I guarantee you the way this universe works is that means that you are her soulmate. And you are not going to be the perfect man for the next woman down the street. Let me give you an example. We're not talking about these women in their personal life, but we're just going to talk about their on the mic persona. Let's take the city girls. We know what they talk about. We know what they're looking for in the man. You know what I'm saying? All about that bag. If you ain't got that bag, get the fuck out my face. And I'm not exaggerating. I just listened to their album. It's a, it's a nice album. I like the beats. And this is literally some shit that was one of their lyrics. You know, if you ain't in your bag, get the fuck out my face. You know, um, me talking to a nigga that ain't paying is like me playing with my pussy, yada, yada, yada. So you got that type. So you know what type of dudes you have to be in order to uh, fall in line with them. Then let's say that you get a sister like Erica Badu that's looking for maybe a more bohemian type brother. She's looking for someone to complete her spiritually, someone that she can hold hands with that can roll with her during her spiritual journey where she seeks enlightenment and where she's trying to tap into that third eye. So you would have to be a deep type brother. She's not worried about your pockets. She done made her own money. She's still spending money from that damn Baduism album. But you got to be a spiritual brother. You got to be a deep brother. You got to be an intellectual brother. And to mess with Erica Badu, you got to know how to talk about some shit. And you got to know what you're talking about. And you got to be spiritually enlightened. Then let's say that you run into a chick like Meg Thee Stallion. She may be looking for more of... You ain't got to sit up here and be super rich or nothing like that, but you got to be freaky. You got to be able to handle the high sex drive that she has. Let's say that you run into another celebrity chick, like maybe um, 
somewhere kind of more simpler, like a Kayla Pratt, the chick from that one show, uh, the sitcom with Flex, I forget the name. She may just be looking for a regular down-to-earth brother. Now, I mentioned these four different women from four different walks of life. And notice how they're all looking for four different type of men. And see, now I'm going to tell you some weak shit. The weak shit that you could ever, the weakest shit you could ever do is you come across those four type of women and you start totally changing your personality. Now, it's one thing to adjust your personality. Like, okay, you're hanging with the city girls and you're like, okay, let's uh, let's go out and kick it and let's have drinks. You're hanging with Erica Badu. Let's sit here and let's smoke a joint in. Let's just talk about some deep shit. You're hanging with um someone like Kayla Pratt. You're like, hey, let's uh, let's go bowling, something like that. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm talking about is when you completely, 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 completely change up your whole swag and your whole identity and your whole persona. The best example of that is Erica Badu. Them brothers used to go in looking and acting one way and came out the other. Best examples was, and I seen both of them become way more normal acting after they stopped fucking with her. Andre 3000 and Common. Both some very good rappers and both some very well-respected MCs in the hip-hop community and definitely in Lewis Black's book. But notice how, like Andre 3000, man, that brother was wearing Atlanta Braves jerseys and jeans and tennis shoes and Kango hats and shit like that. He fucked around and got with Erica Badu and I swear that dude was wearing plaid and polka dots and all kinds of shit that didn't make no sense. I think it was one video where the nigga had on like no shirt and some fur sleeves and some big ass bootsy collin glasses with some damn football shoulder pads. I said, what sporting goods store did this brother go to? And what was the conversation like when that brother pulled out a a hundred dollar bill or something and said, I want those shoulder pads up there. Oh, well, damn. Are you sure? Because those are more for a um, linebacker. You look more like a receiver. Oh, it don't matter, brother. I ain't finna play in them. I'm finna just wear them in this next video. Had that brother all out there. Oh, man. Common. But at least his shit had somewhat of a crazy ass rhyme to a reason. Now, Common. Common, another cat that used to just dress like a nigga off the streets, but he messed around and got some of that Baduism up in him, and that brother was wearing like some goodwill crazy looking shit, man, looking real crazy. Of course, once he got her up out of his system, next thing you know, this brother is out here on the red carpet wearing some of the sharpest suits and tuxedos known to man. That's called changing yourself. That's called losing yourself in the midst of just being around a woman. Mm-mm. No, as a man, you are the ground wire. She's the live wire. Anybody that knows about electricity knows that the live wire is constantly pumping out electricity. All it knows is just to pump out electricity because electricity needs to be given. The ground wire is what stops every room in your house from just having the electricity blown out the ground wire is like okay boom you're going to go through here i'm going to be stable and i'm going to be steady and i'm going to distribute the energy so now a certain amount of energy is going to be pumping over to this room 
a certain amount of energy is going to be pumping over to the kitchen. I'm going to make sure that a certain amount of energy is pumping towards the bathroom at all times. And all the owner has to do is just turn a switch on or turn a switch off. But they need each other. They complement each other because the ground wire is just kind of just whatever without the live wire. But the live wire without the ground wire, oh man, that's just a disaster waiting to happen. So what you do is you be yourself. Because what's natural is I've seen a lot of women not totally change their whole persona, but we've all seen cases where a woman starts to naturally take on the identity of the guy that she's dating, especially if it's a long-term serious relationship. And that's fine. That means that you're taking the lead and there's nothing wrong with being the leader because these women will make fun of you on your manhood shit for not being a leader. But just, I guarantee you, mark this moment, 33 minutes and 25 seconds in, there's a woman that is going to cringe when I mention you being the man and you being the leader of the relationship. You taking the lead. That's when y'all fringe. But no, they want to talk about manhood. So you can never let a woman define your manhood because they don't know what they want, but they know that they want it right now. Don't know what they want, but they know that they do want it right now. So the best thing that you can do, and this is so easy. See, sometimes you listen to a podcast and the dude is telling you to do a lot of complicated shit. Like, oh my God. I need to get a piece of paper out for all of this stuff that this brother's asking me to do. This is very simple. It don't take no time, no effort or anything. Be yourself. There is somebody for everybody. I'll never forget I was at my brother's wedding. Shouts out to them. Those lovebirds will be celebrating 10 years come next year in June. Shouts out to my brother and his wife and my nephew. He's a football season starting and they're going to be defending that championship. So shouts out to y'all. I'm going to be rooting for y'all and uh, shouts out to my nieces as well. I was at his wedding and as the best man, you know, I had to give that classic epic speech with the champagne glass in my hand. And I told a speech of how I was catching the train and I saw this, uh, goofy ass little handicapped dude I'm talking about he had the crazy little walk I'm talking about the walk that it hurts your hips when you see them with that walk because it looks like every step is just a struggle and this is you know so I'm seeing him and for some reason I don't know if it's because I was hung over or whatever but I was thinking to myself like man you think that you got a tough time just getting out here in this dating scene and dealing with all these different women and, you know, trying to find something and all this and that that you're compatible with. Like, imagine being that guy. I really said it to myself. Imagine being that guy. I was like, a guy like that, man, is going to mess around and be lonely for a long time because, you know, some women are superficial. And I know that he can't be having a whole bunch of money. Some women are just really big into your physicality. Well, you got to be built like a Greek god in order to fuck with him. So I was thinking all of these little pity, pitiful, I have pity on him, negative ass thoughts. And then out the middle of nowhere, a train pulled up and then out hops 
another handicapped female and she had the same little struggling type of walk and you know my hips hurt once again watching her walk up to him and then I'm still thinking to myself I'm still being pessimistic I'm thinking to myself well ain't that a coincidence I'm up here like well it's just two handicapped kids up here then she gave him a little hug and a kiss on the cheek and they held hands and they both had to struggling to get one leg in front of the other type of little walk and she had her little crutches on her and I swear it warmed my heart I was like that's real love and it taught me something there's something for there's somebody for everybody this dude wasn't balling this dude was not no physical specimen none of that crazy shit i'm pretty sure that when they had conversations it was kind of like i love you i love you too and that's cool but i was like that's love they're on an equal playing field and there is somebody for everybody so i feel like rather than this dude spinning his wheels trying to run up to a woman that you can just clearly see that it's superficial that ain't into him he said "Uh uh-uh no what i'd rather do is find someone that likes me for me and that's what he did and i was mad to this day i hope that they're probably married i hope that they found a way to go to the courthouse and get married and i hope that they are chilling holding hands and just being the most lovingest little couple that they can be So there's somebody for everybody. So no matter what your situation is, there's somebody for you. And if for some reason women validate you, then what you need to do is you need to get up to the level of the type of woman that will validate you. So if you got to have one of these Instagram models, which their life is monetized, then step your paper up, step your game up, you know, step your whip game up, get you a nice, you know, shiny ass brand new 2021 what you call it so that you can pull up and impress these type of women do what you got to do if you want to a spiritual ass woman then you need to go ahead and uh step your spiritual game up and open up your third eye and whatever whatever and once again that's like i said you adjusting but what you're doing is you're adjusting to where these are going to you're going to have the open market on all of these type of women Meaning, okay, if that's really just what validates you, then become that and you will have open season because there's more women than men. So you will have open season on all of the herbal tea chicks. You will have open season on all of the spiritual third eye, Erica Badu, Jill Scott, you know, kind of free spirited, deep thinking type of chicks. But if you're happy with who you are, which you should be, you should learn to embrace who you are because as a grown man, it's really hard to change up your whole persona. Because as a grown man, especially if you've never went through a drastic personality change, like me, I've never went through a drastic personality change. The only thing that I've done is I've evolved. And evolution is just, there's no way around that. We've evolved. The cities that we live in do not look the same way that they did in 1920 as they look now. Evolution is just a part of it. So you're going to evolve. 
Revolution is when you just totally do a whole 360. Revolution, all of that is for entertainers. Sometimes certain entertainers just have to switch up their whole persona or whatever, but they do that for the purposes of making money. You're not getting paid. So nine times out of ten, if you're a regular brother, you've been who you were since you were a kid. And what happened is you just evolved and you just started adjusting to your responsibilities. You, you, you got out of elementary school and you got into junior high and you evolved into dealing with that type of environment. You got out of junior high, you got to high school. You evolved with the whole environment that high school entails. You got out of high school and you really evolved when you got to college because that was, and now that I think about it, perfect name for it, perfect name, a different world. A Different World, that college show, the spinoff with Hillman, which was a, a parody of Hampton University, which is where I went to. Shouts out to my alma mater. A Different World. And yes, college is a totally a different world. So that's when you see a lot of change. So if you're going to evolve into something, that's one thing. But if you just want to be yourself and be who you are with your grown ass, then be yourself. And the type of women that are meant for you they are going to gravitate towards you. It's just going to be so natural, it'll fuck you up. They're going to naturally gravitate towards you, and you're not going to have a hard-ass, difficult time. Remember one thing. If you are chasing something, it is running away from you. Now, if you are pursuing something, because there's a difference between chasing and pursuing. Notice how when you were in college, they said, and they asked you what you're doing, and you're saying, I'm pursuing my college degree. And by pursuing, meaning the college degree is just sitting there for you. Because every May, they're having a graduation ceremony with a special guest speaker, and they're ready to give out some diplomas. They're ready to give out some degrees. And all you have to do is pursue it. All you have to do is just keep on going, keep on walking, keep on running, keep on climbing, and you're going to get to it. But it's standing there. It ain't running away from you. But now when you're chasing something, that means it's running away from you and you're getting close to it. But then like when you chase somebody, sometimes you can have the lead and you can have the ups on them and you can be just now getting ready to get them. Like if you played football, you could be chasing after a running back and you may be gaining ground on him. But then heaven forbid, if he puts the gas on and revs his motor up on your ass, he's finna dust your ass for a touchdown and he's finna do his dance on you and stick his tongue out on you and go back to the sideline and celebrate with his hombres. You're chasing something that means it's not meant for you. Now, if you're pursuing a woman, that means that she's giving you some act right. And she's not giving you the impression that she's going anywhere. She's just like, hey, I'm here. She's calling you. She's throwing rhythm at you. She's, she's keeping herself somewhat available and it's come and get me. Chasing is really chasing. She's fucking around and not taking your phone calls, avoiding some of your phone calls, not answering, texting you back, doing a whole bunch of little shit. You're asking, when can y'all kick it? She's brushing you off like, um, I'm so busy for like the next three weeks. 
I might be able to pencil you in towards the end of the month. Then the end of the month, you're sitting up here and you're calling her. And then she's like, oh, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm busy again. I forgot. Um, I'm going to be busy on Friday because on Friday, my grandmother's supposed to die. Like, huh? Supposed to? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, yeah, Friday. On Friday, she's alive right now. But on Friday, we're planning on um, wearing matching jumpsuits and we're all going to go to the hospital and we're going to count to 10 which is uh her birthday 10 10 and we're going to uh, pull the plug on 10 it's a whole big thing that we have to do so now i won't be able to see you on friday you're hearing bullshit like that that's chasing don't chase after anything especially and i heard this from um a female back when i was way younger back in the days she said, I ain't trying to chase nothing that ain't trying to be caught. So, fellas, don't chase nothing that ain't trying to be caught. Matter of fact, if you're chasing anything, it ain't finna be caught. Right? A running back does not want to be caught. A running back wants to get away from your ass so that he can score a touchdown for his team and put points on the board. All right? He's not finna stand still so that you can hit the shit out of his ass. Same rules apply. Biggest thing that I wanted to say about letting a woman define your manhood is this. You're better off letting another man or letting other men help you define manhood than a woman. Because as I said before, to women, all they know, because they're busy being women. And being a woman is very complex and very difficult in its own nature. It's not only about, you know, what you're doing mentally it's more of a physical thing. It's more about how are you looking physically. You know, as a man, you can be tore from the flow up, but people won't say shit about you if you're somewhat successful and got a bunch of money or if you're some crazy looking ass dude, but you have knowledge to provide. As a man, you can be as ugly and as dirty as you want to, as long as you either have money to provide or knowledge and information to provide or if for some reason you're able to entertain you look crazy as hell but you can play the hell out of a banjo you can play the hell out of a guitar or a harmonica and you just entertain people because at least people feel good around you as a woman it's so complex you got to look good then you got to be smart if you want to make it in this world a lot of horse shit that goes with it and that's the reason why a woman cannot define your manhood She's having a busy enough time being a woman. Manhood is going to be defined by your actions. Your actions and how you approach things. Biggest thing is as a man, and I'm going to piss some women off again. As a man, you are supposed to approach things logically. You're supposed to start off with logic and maybe apply a little bit of emotion depending on the situation. Whether you need to use some angry emotion or whether you need to use some happy emotion. For instance, if you are a damn professional boxer, logically, you need to think about bobbing and weaving. Logically, you need to think about how you're going to place your punches. Emotionally, though, you need to be focused and you need to have a sense of anger on you. Now, if you are a damn clown that dresses up with the big floppy shoes and you put on makeup and a red nose and you perform at the children's hospital, logically, you know that you need to pull a flower out of your sleeve. Magically, you know that you need to pull a nickel from out behind one of the kid's ears. 
logically you know that you need to do a little bit of a dance logically you know you need to make some funny faces emotionally though you need to be happy those two metaphors if you can understand that you understand how a man how as a man in any situation you have to apply logic and a certain emotion if you're sitting up here and you're guarding a piece of property you need to be looking from the left and the right you need to keep your head on a swivel and for the most part you need to have a serious demeanor let motherfuckers know that you're not here for the bullshit now see I'm able to tell you that because I'm a man living in a man's skin a woman's not going to be able to tell you that and rightfully so just like this and this will be one of my last talking points before we end the show a woman has no right to tell you about being a man just like you do not have the right to tell a woman about how to be a real woman because they don't understand your struggle they don't understand your plight they don't understand the expectations society has expectations of you as a man And just like as a man, you don't understand fully all of the expectations that society has on a a woman. You may be able to write them down if I gave you a pop quiz and you'd probably pass, but you don't sympathize with that because you don't have to go through that. All right. Just like me as a man, I can't walk up to a woman and tell her that she's not being a real woman because I don't know what it's like to be a woman. I don't know what it's like to have a period and bleed for seven days. I don't know what it's like to sit up for damn near a whole day and give childbirth. And mind you, this is someone I have a child. So I was right there and actually witnessed it. But even still, I did not know the physical pain, nor could I relate to it. So that's why I can't sit up here and talk shit to a woman about childbirth because that's something I know nothing about. When it's time for me to do maintenance on the hair on my head, the most time that's consuming is the time that I'm waiting for the barber to get to me. Other than that, it's about probably 15 to 20 minutes and my shit is looking how I want it to look. So on that note, I can't, sim- I can't know what it's like to get some microbraids and to spend a whole day, literally damn near 15, 16 hours sitting in one position getting microbraids in. I can't relate to that because I haven't been through that. So just like I haven't been through microbraids or giving birth or having a period for seven to eight days, women, y'all don't know shit about what it's like to be a man. So just quit with the whole real man this, real man that, whatever. If you had some bad experiences, sorry to hear that. We all go through our bumps and bruises. And ladies, just focus on what you want. And if it's not meeting up to what you want, don't deal with it. Dating is very simple. Dating simplified by Lewis S. Black. Take notes. First thing you do is learn to love yourself because you can't love anybody if you don't love yourself. Second thing is once you have learned how to love yourself and how to enjoy your own company, meaning you know how to sit up by yourself 
for hours on end without having to talk on the phone with somebody, without having to have somebody around you, and you learn how to enjoy your own company, then figure out what you like. Figure out the things that you like. Do you like movies? What kind of movies do you like? Do you like comedies? Do you like horrors? Do you like science fiction? What kind of activities are you into? Are you an adventurous girl? Do you like to go jet skiing? Do you like to ride motorcycles with no helmet? Are you into some dangerous shit? If you are, nothing's wrong with that. Be you and do the things that you enjoy. Learn how to do these hobbies by yourself first, ladies. Then, when you see that these are things that you actually enjoy, be like, okay, these are my hobbies. Then, just start observing what kind of people you gravitate towards. Then, once you've done all that, then, if you want to date, date and choose brothers that kind of fit in line with that. When you're having your first conversations with brothers, rather than talking about your damn self, which some of y'all love to do, ask questions. Interview that brother a little bit. See what he's into. And he's naturally going to tell you. And if damn, for some reason, you're into riding on motorcycles with no helmet and you need another brother whose nutty ass is into riding motorcycles with no helmet, damn, now you might be working with something. It's all about compatibility. Whoever told you opposites attract is a bipolar motherfucker. No, similarities attract. Similarities attract. And what's going to happen is naturally, because men are more logical and women are more emotional, that's where the contrast is going to come in. That's where the yin and the yang is going to come in. So you've got two people that are into some top secret CIA, diehard Bruce Willis action pack type shit. The natural yin and the yang is going to be he's a man, so he's approaching it one way and she's a woman and she's approaching it another type of way. That's where the opposites attract at. But no, someone that's into some diehard Bruce Willis hanging from the helicopter, shooting at the bad guy shit is not going to mesh well with someone that likes to go home and go to work and then just go to Bible study. I hope those words reach out. And I hope that y'all really take something away from this. This has been the Lewis Says Black Show. You already know where to find me on Twitter and Instagram, Lewis Says Black. Facebook, Lewis Says Black. As always, Cuban Cigar Crisis. Shouts out to them. Shouts out to Circuit TV Radio with the Cuban Cigar Crisis. Look up my boy BHB if you're looking for beats. And if you're looking for some great podcast content as well, search for Buco Radio. You'll find them. We're on a lot of platforms. We're out of here. Peace.